0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى الصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين أما
1: بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعاديات ضرحا
0: فالموريات قدحا فالمغيرات صبحا فأثرن به نقعا فوسّط به جمعا
1: صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم
0: عجبني امر المؤمن ان امره كله له خير وليس ذلك لاحد الا للمؤمن ان اصابته سراء شكر فكان خيرا له وان اصابته ضراء صبر فكان خيرا له او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم <تصفيق> Respected brothers and elders, mothers and sisters, Allah wa Ta'ala has blessed us with innumerable and countless favors. And Allah Ta'ala is most generous, He is the one who has placed generosity in the hearts of His servants. Allah Ta'ala's treasures are unlimited those who are generous though they have tremendous zeal to give but nevertheless they still are limited their resources are limited and allah ta'ala's resources are unlimited allah ta'ala's treasures never decrease and if allah ta'ala gives the entire world every single person whatever he desires in his wildest imagination, that too won't bring a decrease in the treasures of Allah Ta'ala to the extent of one grain, to the extent of one atom. So Allah Ta'ala's treasures are unlimited and Allah Ta'ala shows down these ni'meth and bounties on His servants at every moment. But there is an usul, a principle that Allah Ta'ala has set out for his servants in this dunya, in this world of test and imtihan, in this abode of this temporary abode of dunya, where we have to work towards acquiring our eternal abode of akhirat. So there is a principle, the principle that Allah Taala has set out in this dunya, is that la inshakartum la azidannakum. That if you are grateful, Allah is addressing us and addressing the whole of mankind, that La in La If you are grateful, then I will increase my ni'mat. And then the opposite of it wala in in azabi la and if you are ungrateful, kafartum here refers to being ungrateful. So if you are ungrateful, so Allah Ta'ala warns that my azab is very severe. So the principle is that to the extent of shukr, Allah Ta'ala increases His bounties and na'mats. And Allah Ta'ala protects us and saves us to the extent of ingratitude. Those na'mats stand to be taken away those na'mats are on the verge of being snatched away. So this is the principle that Allah Ta'ala has in the And in many many ayat of the Quran Sharif, and in numerous ahadith, this lesson of shukr and the importance of shukr is highlighted, and the severe danger of ingratitude, of nashukri, of being ungrateful to Allah Ta'ala, that is also explained, that too is highlighted. So the simple prescription that the Qur'an Sharif has given us, that we have been given by Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the Ahadith, that you want to prosper in your deen, in your dunya, you want to have a life of tranquility, of peace, of happiness, and you want to gain the high stages of the Akhirat, Then the prescription is shukar, gratitude, being grateful to Allah Taala for His innumerable bounties, gratitude in reality, not just lip service gratitude, but gratitude in reality. Now this is a very fundamental lesson, and we have been taught this lesson at every step of life to keep expressing our gratitude to Allah Ta'ala, because one part of gratitude, one part of shukar, of shukar is the verbal shukar, and then that verbal shukar is meant to create that reality of shukar in the heart, that the heart also becomes grateful to Allah Ta'ala, because when a person keeps repeating something with his tongue, then that will inshallah settle in his heart, and then the heart is king, if the heart truly becomes grateful to Allah Ta'ala, inshallah, the person physically with every limb of his body will become grateful to Allah Ta'ala also. By using those limbs in a way that Allah Ta'ala will be pleased, those legs will no more walk in the direction of haram and towards the haram dens, towards the gambling dens, towards the dens of vice, towards places where one's iman will be affected negatively, towards such functions And such uh, gatherings which become a problem for a person's iman. So these legs will now no more move in that direction. Because that will be tremendous ingratitude for this great bounty of legs. Allah Ta'ala has blessed this great na'mat to us. Just forget the whole leg if there's a pain in just the smallest toe of the foot. So let alone the whole leg being... A person missing that leg, something happens, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So now the person doesn't have that leg anymore. Just the smallest toe, there's a severe pain or there's a pain, moderate pain also. That makes it difficult to walk. It makes it difficult to do so many day-to-day things. It becomes a task, a very difficult task to do simple things. Just Just one bit of pain, one slight ache in that little toe let alone the rest of the toes, let alone the foot, let alone the leg, let alone that knee, let alone all the other limbs and organs and faculties that Allah has blessed us with. So, the person who is grateful to Allah, He is grateful with his tongue, He is grateful with his heart, then he will be grateful with every limb also. Then those hands will not move towards haram. Those hands will not touch something that is impermissible. Those fingers will not text an illicit message to anyone. It will not press buttons that will bring up haram on any phone. Those fingers will not want to touch anything that is going to earn the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala. Those legs will instead walk towards righteousness. It will walk towards those things that will bring a person the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Those hands will move in the direction to help people in a good way to do things that will earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Those hands will hold the Qur'an Sharif. Those fingers will turn the pages of the Qur'an Sharif. Those fingers will be a means of now helping a person to earn the Akhirat, to earn Jannat. If there is the reality of gratitude in the heart, then that gratitude will permeate the whole body. Then the eyes will only look at that which Allah Ta'ala is pleased with will not look at anything that allah taala is displeased with because this heart is king and the shukr of allah taala has totally permeated the heart has filled that heart the heart is soaked in shukr so now when the heart is soaked in shukr there is no place for any negativity in that heart that heart cannot become the heart cannot become the heart cannot become negative that heart is always positive. That heart is always looking towards the positive side of things. The side of things. Yes, dunya is a place of challenge. There are all kinds of challenges. But in the midst of those challenges also, the person whose heart is soaked in sugar will be looking at the positives. And will be taking solace and comfort from the innumerable positives, despite whatever challenges they are. And if that heart is soaked in that sugar, then every lump of the body will also now move in the direction of the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Because the heart is king. And that heart now controls and commands the rest of the body. So this is a very fundamental lesson that we have been repeatedly taught in the Quran Sharif, in the Ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In the surah that was recited at the beginning, this is a very well-known surah to every person, even the person who's not a hafiz, they may be perhaps reciting the surah sometimes in their salah at other times. And indeed, sometimes we should be reciting these surahs as well, in our sunnah salahs, in our nafil salahs. And we should be reading different portions from the Qur'an Sharif in our sunnahs. Yes, there are certain masnoon qiraat, for example, in the two rakats of Sunnat of fajr the masnoon qiraat is to recite surah kafiroon in the first rak'at and surah ikhlas in the second rak'at so generally by and large most of the time we should keep up with this and by and large most of the time meaning 99% of the time 98% of the time we should keep up with it occasionally once in a while a person alternates it and recite something else, but where there is an established sunnah practice in regard to the recitation of certain surahs, in certain rakats etc., then one should most of the time keep up to that. And with the niyat of sunnah, with that consciousness, one is to do it but without being conscious also of it, that too will be beneficial, but to do it consciously, that this was the manner of my beloved Nabi wasallam. When this will be the niyad, that this was the manner of my beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Sallam. I'm eating with the right hand because this was the Mubarak tariqah of my beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Sallam. I'm drinking with the right hand because this was the Mubarak Tariqah and manner of my beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Sallam. I'm drinking in three sips. I'm taking this first small sip, and then another small sip, and then the third sip. I'm drink- drinking in three sips because this was the Mubarak way of my beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Sallam. Now we will not probably stop at every moment and think about it in that detailed manner, but that thought must flash in the mind, and that consciousness must be there, that this was the Mubarak way of my beloved Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then whether the person is stepping into the masjid with the right foot, is leaving with the left foot, he's stepping into the toilet with the left foot, he's leaving with the right foot, he is using the miswak at the time of wudu, he is a uh, making that khilal of his beard, he is washing in the manner that is the sunnah way, he is reciting the masnoon dua at the time of wudu, the various limbs while washing it, at the time of washing, washing each limb, the masnoon dua that is established from Rasulullah Surullah, Allahumma khfir li zambi, wa wassi' fi dari, wa barik fi rizqi, a very very comprehensive dua, Allahumma zambi. Allah forgive my sins. Allahumma ghfirli zambi wa wassili fi dari. Allah make my home spacious for me, meaning comfortable for me. That home is going to be the size it is. But ya Allah you make it such that it becomes a place of sukoon, a place of tranquility. Otherwise it can be a palace also, but, but it can become a place of being claustrophobic, feeling claustrophobic person wants to run out of there. And it can be a two by two, but if there's sukoon in that place, then the person will be very comfortable. So this is what is the reference to, our oh, si'li dari. Allah, make it sufficient for me. That I don't have this need to be running around for comfort elsewhere. The comfort is in my home, no matter how uh, simple a dwelling it might be, but the comfort is in my home. The peace and tranquility be in my home. Now this is a dua to be made at the time of making wudu. Now, what a great dua because if the person has his sins forgiven, he's comfortable in his home and he's got barakah in his rizq, which is the third aspect that he's asked for, or barikli if he Allah grant me barakah in my risk. What more he wants? He's got his deen and dunya, everything in here. So in any case, now the person is reciting this dua, he's reciting it consciously. This was the dua that my beloved Nabi Wasallam read and he recited this dua, he taught this dua at everything that he is doing in the sunnah manner, every amal that he is doing in a way that is in, a, in accordance to the sunnah and he is doing it consciously one benefit of this is that the nur of the sunnah will fill his heart and life so even if he does it without that consciousness there will be still some benefit because anything that is done in conformity to the way of Rasulullah sallallahu definitely will have benefit in it but being done consciously with the intention and the consciousness of sunnat, that takes it a very high way above. That is, one is for example, just for the sake of an understanding, there is no comparison whatsoever, but just for an example, one is a 10 watt bulb, a bulb that has 10 watts. It's 10 watts, that's the energy in it. So it gives off certain amount of light. And the other is a thousand watt floodlights. Now when the opportunity is there to have a thousand watt floodlight in a place where the person needs that light so why would he suffice on just ten watts when that opportunity is there for the thousand watts? Now, that's just purely for the sake of an understanding otherwise the sunnah at any level also is beyond our imagination. But when done consciously, when done consciously with the niyat of sunnat that this was the Mubarak manner of my beloved Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That this will take it on a very high level. Then together with that, each time that this is done in this manner consciously, it is inculcating and enhancing the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in the heart. And it's getting one and taking one closer to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So, and this is making one beloved to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. Because Allah Ta'ala has declared Allah Ta'ala says to Rasulullah You declare to everybody that if you love Allah Ta'ala, if your claim is correct then فَاتَّبِعُونِي, follow me Allah will love you You will become the beloved of Allah Ta'ala So in any case this is one very uh, important aspect that we were discussing is that everything being done in the manner in the Sunnah way, doing it with that conscious intention that this was the Mubarak way of my Rasulullah sallallahu So, coming back to the topic that we were discussing, we were discussing the aspect of sugar. That when the heart is now immersed in the sugar, then everything will be done in a way that takes one closer to Allah wa Taala, and then one's life becomes immersed in the remembrance of Allah Taala. So this is this prescription that the Qur'an Sharif has given us. And the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that we were discussing, we were talking about actually the surah of the Qur'an Sharif that was recited, surah Adiyat. So what was being mentioned is that we should make the habit of reciting these various surahs, reciting these various in our sunnahs etc. We don't confine it to just one or two, otherwise it becomes mechanical. After a while we are not even conscious of what we are reading, And that khushu and khudu that is required is lost. Unless somebody, mashallah, has that level of khushu and khudu very well. But otherwise, the way to try and maintain that khushu and khudu is that in the different salahs, the sunnat salahs and the nawafil, we recite different portions of the Qur'an Sharif. Unless there's something that is established as sunnah, then that sunnah we recite accordingly. Otherwise, we recite from different portions of the Qur'an Sharif. Coming back to the discussion of the surah, in the surah Allah wa Taala mentions the characteristics of the horse and that too, the horses of war. Allah ta'ala speaks about fa bihi naqa' bihi jamaa. Now just a general explanation of this. Allah Ta'ala is describing these horses of war. That Subhanallah, how they well adiyati They rush, panting, and they are running, panting, meaning exerting their utmost effort. Now they have to go into the midst of that battlefield, and and when the when the signal is given, they can't take it easy and come leisurely and come at a gradual and casual pace. When the signal is given, they go to dart in and they go to move forward. So, is saying, So the master, the rider has given a signal that now you go to start moving. So that horse now darts forward and because of that exertion, it is panting but it is not stopping at anything. And the manner in which it is running at full speed, it's running on that stony ground. But the, the strength with which it's going and then the manner in which it's darting forward, as a result of this, its hooves strike those stones beneath it and it creates sparks. Now this is, if a horse is galloping at a, or trotting etc. at a very gradual pace, then you're not going to get those sparks coming. The sparks will come when it is really running at a very high speed and as a result of the force with which those hooves are hitting the ground, and the stony ground So, as a result this gives off those sparks this too is giving that clear message of how much this horse is exerting itself why the master gave it a signal the master gave it a command the rider said you got to move forward so early in the morning it is now on the signal of the master signal of the master early in the morning In the morning it might be a cold morning but It is not saying that I want to sleep, sleep now. I'm not going to be able to go and fulfill this task now and go into the battlefield. Early in the morning it's ready to dart at the signal of the master. And it's running at such a speed as a result of which there's a trail of dust behind it. And then this horse is not a dumb animal. It's not an animal that cannot understand in fact, it has a far higher intelligence than many other animals. Allah has blessed all the creation with some degree of intelligence and understanding, and a horse has a very high level of understanding and intelligence. So when the horse from a distance, it knows where it's going. It knows it's going in the midst of a battlefield. It knows that there are swords going to be wielded there. It knows that there's, this is a matter of life and death. The horse knows all this. It's not, it's not unaware of this. It is not oblivious of this. It's fully aware. But despite the fact that it is fully aware that this is a matter of life and death, that I am now running in this direction on the signal of my master, but this could be it. I could not, I may not make it alive out of here. But despite that, Allah says, (laughs) it goes into the thick of the battlefield, right in the midst. Having described the scene of this horse, Subhanallah, what is the description of the Qur'an Sharif? We cannot even uh, grasp a fraction of it. It's so deep. We just manage to gain a very, very general understanding. But that general understanding also is so amazing, also is so amazing, also, so ima- also is so amazing. The Qur'an Sharif is after all Kalamullah. It is the Kalam of Allah, wa ta'ala. What a description about the characteristic of this horse. And Having described these characteristics of this horse, Allah Ta'ala then says, Innal li-Rabbihi lakanud." This is the horse on one side, and on the other side is insan. This is an animal. Other side is insan. Insan is insan. Regardless of how intelligent that horse is, but that horse cannot compare to the intelligence of insan. Insan's intelligence is far superior to that of the horse. Now this horse, what is this horse doing all this for? Why is it exerting all this effort? Why is, it putting, why is it putting its life in danger? Why is it running in the midst of that battlefield? Why is all this happening? It is because its master gave it a signal. So then why is it listening to the master? Why is putting its life in danger because of this signal and this command? The master gave it that command. So why is it putting its life in danger because of that master's command? Why does it not just refuse and rebel? It complies with the master's command because he knows this is my master, this is the person that feeds me. He sees that food coming from this master's hand. Whereas in reality, that master, that owner, that rider, he hasn't created the horse and he hasn't created the food of the horse. He is just merely a means that brings it from point A to point B and passes on to the horse. Oh, he takes that horse into a pasture and lets it graze. What else did that master do for the horse? He brought it into the pasture and let it graze. It's grazing of the feed and the fodder that Allah t'ala created. Allah t'ala created that horse. Allah t'ala created its energy. Allah t'ala created its strength. Allah t'ala did everything for it. and Allah t'ala created that food that it eats also. But in between is this means, this master... This master, this horse sees this master coming with this food or taking it to the pasture. So as a result of that, this horse becomes so loyal to this rider, to this master, to this owner. He says, my life is in danger, it's in danger, but I will not be disloyal to this owner of mine. Lattala is presenting this scene, that look, this is an animal, but look at the loyalty of this animal. It's not prepared to disobey its master, disobey its owner, that this person feeds me, I cannot disobey it. I'll put my life in danger, it's okay. I'll exert myself in this manner, it's okay. But I will be loyal. Allah Ta'ala says, this is animal. Now look at insan. Innal insan rabbihi This insan, he is most ungrateful to his Rabb. Li rabbihi Rabb, Rabb. Allah Ta'ala is our Rabb. Allah Ta'ala is the one who nurtured us from the, the inception to this moment. Allah Ta'ala is the one who created us. Allah Taala provided us everything, and Allah Taala has showered His innumerable, innumerable bounties and námats upon us. But yet, but yet, how we go about life? Here's this animal, but it's so loyal to its master. The master doesn't give it some very fancy things. The things. The things. The master doesn't make it live in a five-star hotel. The master doesn't make it eat some very fancy food. The master doesn't provide it some super comforts and luxuries. No, it just lives in that uh, stable and it eats the grass and some feed, basic feed and, and it has just the basics. But this is its level of loyalty. And this insan, Allah Te'ala blesses this insan with so many favors, so many bounties, so many na'mats. But how this insan lives his life? al-insan that this insan is most ungrateful to his Rabb. إِلَّا masha'Allah. Generally this is the case with us that we show ingratitude to Allah for all his ni'mas and bounties. وَإِنَّهُ Al Allah says he is a witness to his own ingratitude. All it requires is a little bit of reflection. And we'll see the extent of ingratitude in our lives. We'll see the extent of ingratitude at the time of Fajr. The extent of ingratitude when something tempts our eyes. The extent of ingratitude when we want to just blurt out anything from our mouths. And the ingratitude of the tongue when we start talking vulgarities. The ingratitude of the ears when we start listening to haram. The ingratitude of the hand when it's texting those haram messages. The ingratitude of the legs when it's moving towards haram places. The ingratitude of the heart when it's thinking and fantasizing evil and sin. And it's harboring malice and jealousy. I and mean, when it is filled with pride and arrogance, and all the various other diseases of the heart, this is all a terrible ingratitude for this snamah of the heart, which should have been filled with the muhabbat of Allah wa Taala, which should have been filled with the noble and beautiful qualities of sabr, of shukr, of panaat and contentment, of the love of Allah wa Taala, of the love of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, of the love of Deen, of the love of the amal of Deen. This is what it should have been filled with. And this is the gratitude of the heart. So Allah is saying, Inna nood, wa ala And this insan is a witness to his own ingratitude. He knows what he has done. He knows what's going on in his heart. He knows where his eyes are looking. He knows what his tongue is saying. He knows what's going on day to day in his life. He's aware of it. He knows. He's a witness to his own actions. وَإِنَّهُ and then Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِنَّهُ لِحُبِّ الْخَيْرِ لَشَدِيدُ His love for this material is intense. He is intensely in love with this material world. As a result of this, the bulk of the problems of dunya, or the problems in dunya that we encounter, the bulk of it is a result of this hubb dunya the love of dunya to the extent that there is this love of dunya in the heart, to that extent, many, many problems keep coming up. The person whose heart is empty of this love of dunya. Possessing dunya is not what is being referred to. Possessing dunya, provided it's come in a halal way, nobody's rights have been trampled, then that's a great na'mad. That's a na'mad. Now the very important part of that is now how it's used. That's a very big responsibility now. That must be used correctly. It must not be now become that ingratitude sets in. And then that nāma of Allah Ta'ala is abused. And misused. So, this, when Allah Ta'ala says, that this insan is very very intense in his muhabbat and love for those material things. As a result of which these problems now come. Over petty things, sometimes they are major problems. They are huge problems. And a person for that little material is not conscious of the commands of Allah Ta'ala, tramples the rights of others, tramples the rights of inheritors in the estate, tramples the rights of customers, tramples the rights of employers, tramples the rights of whoever it might be, the staff and the people working for one, so all these are offshoots of this aspect of love of dunya. Then so many things happen as a result of this hubbub dunya. So Allah Ta'ala is warning against this. That look, why is this ingratitude the case? Why is this insan so ungrateful? He's ungrateful because he has become the victim of hubbub dunya. Now when he becomes intense in his love of dunya, then he becomes ungrateful to Allah Ta'ala. He even forgets Allah Taala is the provider. And he starts then chasing after dunya. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, wa So this is an intense, this intense love of dunya, this is a terrible malady of the heart. Now what is going to be the remedy? Because every malady there's a remedy. So now this is the malady of the heart. Allah Ta'ala is giving the remedy. That, يَعْلَمُ إِذَا مَا فِي الْقُبُورِ فِي Does he not know? يَعْلَمُ إِذَا مَا فِي الصُّدُورِ إِذَا مَا فِي When all those who are in the graves will be resurrected, everyone who has died now will all be resurrected again. So, when Qiyamah comes, those who are still alive at that time will also all die. When the trumpet is blown, everyone will die. So... All those who have passed away are already gone. And those who will still be living at that moment in time, they'll also die. So nobody is around. Then everybody will be resurrected from the first human being till the last. Every single person will be resurrected. And even the animals will be resurrected. All the creatures will be resurrected. Then as far as the animals are concerned, etc. If one animal harmed another in dunya, a horned animal harmed a hornless animal in dunya, then they will be given a chance to take retribution. That hornless animal will now get its revenge. But then, thereafter they are animals. It will be said, become sand. End of it. But insan, insan is not going to finish off. So therefore Allah Ta'ala is reminding him, that remember the time when the resurrection will take place. And then sudur, everything that is in the heart will get exposed. What the intentions of a person were how he was plotting and planning, against who he was plotting and planning, what was the thing that was lurking in his heart, what wrongs and evils were making its place therein, while he was sitting uh, very innocently in his home, etc., but where his heart was, where her heart was, all this Allah is saying, that day when the hearts, when the secrets of the hearts will be exposed. Now this consciousness of Akhirat and this muraqaba of Maud and meditating over death daily, this is the antidote to that muhabbat of dunya, that love of dunya. That when a person will daily take time to remember death and to meditate over death and think about one's death, think about the time when my roof will be leaving my body. How am I going to be lying there at that time? And what's going to be my condition at that time? And also think, where would I want to be? So If I won't want to be in a certain place at that time when my roo is leaving, I should never ever go to such a place. Because I don't have any idea when the angel of death will suddenly come. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. People's bodies have been carried, their janazas, Their dead bodies were carried out of gambling dens, zina dens and what not. Allah protect us and save us. So now while making this muraqaba of moth to think about that, that where do I want to be do I want to be in certain places I don't want to be in those kind of places so I should never ever step anywhere near there so the antidote to this love of dunya is this remembrance of death. Picture that whole scene of death. That the rue has now left and now I'm being taken for the ghusl that's going to be given to me and now I'm lying there in my kafan and now this janazah salah is taking place and now I'm being carried to my cover, And now I'm being lowered into my grave. And now that grave is now being closed up. And now I'm left in this dark place. And now the sand is being thrown onto it. And this grave is being closed. And now I'm going to have to face the angels. Who are going to come and ask me the questions. And then the day of qiyamah is still coming. And all these things in the heart are going to be exposed. When the person will be conscious of this. And daily make this muraqabah of moth then inshallah this love of dunya will leave. And he'll still live in dunya, as long as his life is there, as long as his life, Allah has given him life, he'll continue living in dunya, he'll continue living and fulfilling the rights of his family, he'll continue with his earning, his risk in a halal way, he'll run his business, he'll go to his profession, he'll continue with his job, but his focus and his object of life will be his akhirat. His deen, and attaining, attaining his akhirat and jannat, that will be his purpose in life. And as a result, he will not do anything that will jeopardize the akhirat. So Allah wa Ta'ala is giving us this antidote. صدور, on that day, Allah Ta'ala is fully aware, will be fully aware of everything. Nobody can hide anything. Allah Ta'ala is always fully aware. But supposing in dunya, because a person seems to get away with many things, he may sometimes think, maybe I'll get away on the day of Qiyamah also. Allah Ta'ala is reminding him, Allah knows everything now also. And on that day, Allah will expose everything. Nothing can get be, be hidden from him. Yes, the person who has made at Tawbah, has cleansed the record, has deleted the record with the tears of sincere Tawbah and repentance, then this obviously Allah, Ta'ala out of His grace, will wipe out, then he will not be taken to task for it on the day of Qiyamat. But now this is that message, and this is that lesson of Shukr. Allah Ta'ala is saying that this insan is very ungrateful, the message is don't remain in that pit of ingratitude. Come out of there. Make sincere shukr. Be grateful to Allah wa ta'ala for all his bounties and ni'mads. Now what is the bounty? How are you going to make shukr for this? Can we imagine Allah ta'ala blesses a person with a beautiful night's sleep. Beautiful sleep the whole night. He slept a beautiful sleep. And now the shukr of that sleep was that he should wake up. Wake up better and best would have been who he woke up for tahajjud especially in these days we should be trying to do that and especially now it's the time of fajr is enters a little later also it's almost 10 to 5 now so there's ample time a person goes to sleep at 10 o'clock and he wakes up at 4 o'clock he still slept 6 hours so we should be trying to wake up for tahajjud but if not for tahajjud if not for tahajjud, the least is that he should now be waking up in good time for fajr salah and he should be bowing down to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, this is the first bit of sugar that is required. But now the person passes away, uh, passes the day, he starts off the day without even having made his fajr salah, what a terrible ingratitude. What a terrible ingratitude this is. Now, that's how the day started now, without the fajr salah, then the person uh, started the day with looking at some haram, whatever it might be, then the person is doing something else which is not correct, which is impermissible. So the whole day is running in a, in a manner of ingratitude. Now when one person is doing it, two people are doing it, hundred are doing it, thousand, million, ten million, hundred million. The ummah at large generally, illa mashallah, small percentage are truly conducting their lives in gratitude. So now Allah, Allah has already sounded the warning right at the beginning. لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ وَلَإِن كَفَرْتُمْ إِنَّ عَذَابِي That if you are ungrateful to me, then my punishment is severe. Allah Ta'ala gave us so much of respite, so much of respite, but sometimes when the person gets a lot of rope, he takes it to be now, this is a very great ni'mat So now that respite, he regarding it wrongly, and taking that as a license to commit more sin. So eventually now he ends up hanging himself with that rope. Because now he's tangling himself so much in that rope, that he eventually hangs himself in that rope. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So these halat that are with us, which we are facing, these are not to be just, wild, just look at it as one of those occurrences, something has happened, it's just one of those things, it will pass, and that will be the end of it. No, no, that will pass, inshallah. Allah Ta'ala make it pass, but will we pass? Or will we fail? And Allah forbid that if we continue in our negligent way, careless and heedless manner, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us, that we don't draw down more wrath of Allah Ta'ala. The need of the moment is that we turn to Allah Ta'ala in earnestness, we make sincere tawbah, we beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, we become truly grateful to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is giving us this example of an animal. Look at this horse. Despite the fact that this Owner didn't create it. He is not nurturing it and sustaining it. He is merely bringing that fodder or taking it to the pasture. But this is the extent of loyalty of this animal. So, oh insan, what are, what's the problem with you? Why are you not loyal to your Rabb, to your creator and sustainer? So this is the message and the lesson that we have to turn to Allah in all earnestness, in genuine shukr, and in this way, inshallah, we will see what tremendous benefit is uh, comes to us Allah Ta'ala's innumerable bounties are showering upon us even in this moment. Even in this moment. But if you become truly grateful to Allah Ta'ala, then Allah Ta'ala will increase His na'mas. As is the promise of Allah Ta'ala, La in shakartum la azidan That if you are grateful to me, I will increase my na'mas and bounties to you. May Allah wa Ta'ala give us a tawfiq. This too, again, is something for us to now sit and think about it. To ponder. Look at ourselves. My eyes, how much of shukar and gratitude I have made with this my ears, my tongue, my hands my feet, my heart the na'mat of wealth, the na'mat of the food, the of the food Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with, the na'mat of this house under this roof, I take it for granted I have this roof but have I committed the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala under this roof if I am doing that then what shukar I have shown for this na'mat of this roof Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with and all the other na'mats and bounties so this is the way to think about it, to give time to think. This thinking and pondering in this manner is an extremely important aspect. And this is what then slowly and gradually creates that correct fervor in the heart and makes a person conscious of Allah, makes a person conscious of being grateful to Allah. And in this way, gradually the progress takes place. May Allah grant us the reality of the shukr and make us among His truly obedient servants and His loyal servants وَآخِرُ دعوانا عَلِيَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ بس إن شاء اللَّهَ the الْتَوْفِيقِ Inshallah we'll make zikr for a few minutes and then make dua. <تصفيق>
1: <تصفيق> لَا إله إِلَا الله مُحَمَّدُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك
0: وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم نزل الله عنا نبينا
1: محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله
0: الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهني. اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من الاحوال والافات لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهفرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك عال الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاصرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرتها ولا همّا إلا فرجتها ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين يا حي يا قيوم برحمةك نستغيث يا حي يا قيوم برحمةك نستغيث يا حي يا قيوم برحمةك نستغيث أصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفتين ولا تزع منا صالحة ما أعطيتنا ولا تزع منا صالحة ما أعطيتنا ولا تزع منا صالحة ما أعطيتنا Illahu <laughs> labi <laughs> <laughs> Allah, Most Merciful, Most Gracious, Most High, Most Loving Allah. Illahu labi Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah forgive all our major Ya Allah. Illahu we have been so ungrateful, Ya Allah. Illahu forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya we are sincerely repenting, Ya Allah. We are remorseful and regretful over what we have done, Ya Allah. Allah, you are most merciful, Ya Allah. Yalla, you're most Ya Allah forgiving, Ya Allah. Forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire Ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahu alayhi wa Ya Allah, shower your rahmat on the Ummah, Ya Allah. your maqfirat on the Ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the pain and suffering of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledge whatever has happened is due to our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have become so ungrateful, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you already set out the principle, wala in kafartum in inna adabi la that if you are ungrateful, Ya Allah, you've already announced this to us. If you are ungrateful, then the azad is very severe. But we were so heedless, ya Allah. We were so neglectful, ya Allah. We ignored all these warnings, ya Allah. Ya Allah, we became so ungrateful, ya Allah. We trampled your command, ya Allah. We trampled the Mubarak way of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi sallam. Ya Allah, we showed no shukr for all his sacrifices, ya Allah. Ya Allah, we pushed aside his Mubarak way of life. And we adopted the ways of his enemies. We adopted the ways of the Yahud and Nasara ilahul alameen forgive this great crime of ours ya Allah, ya Allah we're making toba from it ya Allah we're making toba from all the sons ya Allah ya Allah you make us your loyal and obedient servants ya Allah you make us the loyal ummaties of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. ilahul enable us to live his mubarak way of life ya Allah save us from the ways of the yahood and nasara ya Allah Ilahul Allah ya Allah save us from all vice and sin ya Allah ya Allah protect us from all the evils ya Allah protect us from all the fitna and fasad ya Allah Protect our families, Ya Allah. Protect the entire ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu wa sallam. Ilahu Ya Allah. Enable us to perform our five times salah with Jama'ah, with Khushu and Khudu in a manner that you are pleased with us, Ya Allah. Ilahu enable us to fulfill all the laws of Deen, Ya Allah. Enable us to have our Mu'amalat and Mu'asharat in order, Ya Allah. Grant us the beautiful Akhlaq of Rasulullah, sallallahu wa sallam. Ilahu Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those are sick of their Shifai Kamila, Ajila, Mustamirrah, Daima. Illahulalameen, whatever ailment anybody is suffering, Ya Allah. Out of your grace and mercy, grant complete shifa and afiat to them, Ya Allah. Ilahul mm-hmm. mean those are in hospitals, Ya Allah. Give them complete shifa and afiat. Bring them back home, Ya Allah, with complete Afiat Ya Allah. Ya Allah. Yalla all those in any kind of difficulties and hardships, grant them ya Allah, Remove all the difficulties and hardships, ya Allah. Allah those are in financial difficulties, ya Allah. Grant them also ya Allah. Grant the burqat in the risk, Ya Allah. Allah Grant each one burqat in the risk, Ya Allah. Grant us halal and payeb Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahu alamin Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are in any kind of, Ya Allah, depression, anxiety, worry, Ya Allah, stress, Ya Allah, you remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with sukur and tranquility, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alamin, all those who have passed away from all families throughout the Ummad, Ya Allah, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Raise their stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Allah at the time of our, that take us to la ilaha illa Allah Muhammadur Rasulullah Allah take us on iman e ya Allah take us on tawbat and masuhi ya Allah Allah take us at the time you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you ya Allah Allah save us from a bad death Allah Allah that time shaitan is to try to ya Allah really ya Allah she is to try to hijack us ya Allah 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 you protect us ya Allah you guide us ya Allah Allah make our gardens of Jannah for us ya Allah <itute singing> Allah, yeah Allah grant us the shafat of Rasulullah. Allah give us jannatul for those without any reckoning. Allah all those who have asked us to make dua for them, all those who have raised their hands in this dua. Allah I mean, fulfill each one's jai's needs. Ya Allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations. Ya Allah grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat. Allah remove each one's difficulties and hardships. Ya Allah, Allah I mean, every home make it a place of shukun, ya Allah every home make it a place of muhabbat. Allah Every home make it a place of deen, Ya Allah. Every home make it a place of ihyyai sunnaty Allah. Let the Sunnah of Rasulullah be brought alive, Ya Allah. Every home, Ya Allah, make it a home of ya Allah. Make it a home of and Dua, Ya Allah. Make it a home of Talib, Ya Allah. allah make every home a home, Ya Allah. That you are pleased with Ya Allah. show your rahmat in every home, Ya Allah. Ya unite the hearts of every the people of every home, Ya Allah. Yahu unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the, the hearts of parents and children, ya Allah, children, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. sallam, ilahu ya Allah. Ya what we should have been asking in such a time, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you bless us without even having asked, ya Allah. minna inna anas'aluka bin khairi ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka seyiduna Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. sallam. وَنَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَدِ مَسْتَعَاذَكَ مِنْهُ نَبِيُكَ وَحَبِيبُكَ سَيِّدُنَا مُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعام وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله واسحابه معين والحمد لله